essentially putting a thick sweater around your house and putting on a windbreaker to prevent air leakage. How can your home be a weapon in the fight to slow down climate change? It turns out one of the biggest opportunities for reducing greenhouse gas emissions is weatherizing existing homes and buildings. And lawmakers this year set aside a big chunk of money to help people do just that. Tina Clark is an educator who helps people learn more about how their home can become more climate resilient. Hi, Tina. Welcome to ClimateCast. Hi, Paul. Many of us might not know the specifics here. What does weatherizing a home mean? It's essentially putting a thick sweater around your house and putting on a windbreaker to prevent air leakage. And I see this term, super insulated home. What is that and how is it different from a regular home? If you increase the insulation on a home and you kind of block some of those big gaping leaks and holes that are causing drafts and discomfort, then you can lower the amount of energy you need. Let's talk about costs. How much can a super insulated home reduce a homeowner's energy costs? In Massachusetts, my sister had an old house, a colonial, that was costing her $550 a month in heating in the winter. After we insulated the house, it dropped by $300 a month. Wow. With a retrofit, depending upon the company that does it and how much insulation you add, you can save 20 to 70%. Let's say I'm a homeowner. How do I get started here? What process would I go through if I want to super insulate my home and make it more climate resilient? First thing would be to get a home energy audit. You can contact your utility and they will have information um, or you can contact the Minnesota Center for Energy and Environment. With the audit, you can ask for a blower door test. That'll give you information about how much heat you're losing in the winter and cooled air you're losing in the summer. There are a number of very good insulation companies, and they can provide you with a quote for insulating different parts of your house. Some parts will pay for themselves within six months to a year. What common barriers do people face when they want to try to super insulate their homes? The first thing is that often contractors will try to talk you out of it. They'll talk about mold and moisture problems. They'll say you won't get enough um, ventilation. But the great thing about super insulating is now you control that ventilation rather than being subjected to cold spots in your house. And what about renters? Do they have opportunities? Uh, what advice do you have for renters? Renters, the first thing I would do is ask your landlord to explore putting solar to super insulate to check out city programs. Um, there's a lot that's being developed in our state. And secondly, um, they can participate in a community solar to reduce their own electricity bill. What are you looking forward to in the next couple of decades here when it comes to improving our homes? I think in another three years, a lot of people are going to find out that if you increase your insulation significantly and you reduce the demand for energy in your heating and cooling and hot water heating systems, you can actually uh, have a quality, a more comfortable environment, increase the durability of your home, and you're going to save money. And I think people are going to start to find this out. We're seeing rapid growing awareness around the country 
And I think Minnesota could become a leader again. Tina Clark, thanks for sharing your work on ClimateCast today. I'm so glad that you're doing your good work. Thank you, Paul. That's ClimateCast. I'm NPR Chief Meteorologist Paul Hutton.